It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome back in here. WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. Highly disputed back at you. Dylan Bishop, along with me as always, Ryan Stickle. What a man got to do, you know? What a man got to do. To get a big win from WVU. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, it's a big night for college basketball. Uh, number three versus number six, followed up right by uh, number two versus number four. Mm-hmm. And that first game, oh, man. <sighs> not just from the perspective. Well, if you're not a WVU fan, you probably really enjoyed that game especially if you were a Baylor fan. But I'm sure if you were a neutral observer, you were like, that's a, just a very entertaining basketball game. Yeah. Overtime, heavyweight fight. Uh, as for us, though, uh, I hated it. I wanted I wanted to um, curl up into myself, uh, form into a black hole, and absorb, eat the universe. Yeah, I wanted to uh, commit, not live. Yeah. That's that's that game. It was, it was just oh, painful. Painful as as to, brutal. As soon as, as soon as it went to overtime, I, did, I knew. Yep. You could see it. I said when they were up by two with, uh, what, 12 seconds left or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. This is going to give me a heart attack if it goes overtime. Yeah. Honestly, I thought Baylor was going to come down two to three, but. I kind of thought they might. But, no, they just decided, uh, WVU just decided not to play defense on that last possession. Yeah. Uh, just gave them an easy two-pointer. One of many possessions was just no defense. Right. Especially the uh, <laughs> especially early in the game. It was just wide open dunk, uncontested. Just after one possession after another, right? Oh, terrible. Yeah. Still though, it's this WVU team is so wild for me to watch because I'm so used to there being, at most, one guy who can like get his own shot, you know, make some things happen outside on offense. Most of the time, the offense is just uh, guards chucking up bricks. You get some guy down low getting offensive rebounds, whether it's a uh, Sags Kanate. Mm-hmm. Derek Culver, Oscar Shibway, Devin Williams over the years, Kevin Jones. But this team has actual shooters on it. Yeah. Very surprising. For once. Yeah. So, like, tonight, you had 26 points off the bench from Taz Sherman, and then 19 and 18, respectively, from Miles McBride and Sean McNeil. Uh, and that's, what, four four three-pointers from Sean McNeil, two from, from Deuce, well, another one from Taz. Yeah. Like, I'm not used to That's three guys on this team that can just pull up and make shots in isolation, like isolation offense, which is, it's like normally with West Virginia, you see Bob Huggins not running offense, and you're like, uh, this is going to be really bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no one that can create their own shots on this team. But we got three guys that can do it. Mm-hmm. So, that's nice. And then just the- iso ball over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And then you've got, still have Derek Culver down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the transfer of Oscar Shibway was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it really was because they were just. I mean, they were still playing him as if he was good, and he was just he was he terrible. Just, whatever it was, whatever reason he was having such a poor season, whatever reason he had to transfer, it was throwing the team off. Obviously, yeah. and now they've gotten to this. They can run this uh, four out one in offense with Culver down low, and the four outside with. You know, obviously the three that we mentioned, Jalen Bridges. Uh, they got Gabo Saboyan that can give them great defense. Yeah, you just got you got to always have a a good team, a good Elite Eight, Final Four team. Always mm-hmm. got to have one of those Gabo Saboyan kind of guys, you know? Right. You know, and you got Emmett Matthew Matthews who isn't great at anything, but is pretty good at very athletic. Yeah, very athletic. He can handle the ball. You know, see on last year's team, he was like maybe the second or third best scorer. Yeah. And now he's very clearly like fourth at best, yeah. maybe five, six. Yeah, I mean you'd put, you know, McBride, the three main McNeil, guards, yeah. Sherman, Bridges, Bridges, and Culver down low. Culver, I mean, yeah, it's five guys already. Right. Bridges should be really good in a couple years. Yeah. Assuming he develops. You never know. Right. Some of these guys that they're just whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like Nate Adrian his senior year and he's really good. Yeah, him giving them this much production as a freshman is very promising. Freshman yeah. from Fairmont, West Virginia. From Fairmont. Yeah. And he can shoot. Yeah. A big man who can shoot. Crazy. Haven't yeah. Six seven at least, you know. Yeah. That good that good like NBA size wing kind of yeah. kind of guy. They don't have many of those. You had what, Isa Assad or Isa Ahmad, excuse Issa me. Isa Ahmad. Man, what a name. Yeah. 
They don't have that type of guy usually on the team. It's usually just like a six eight guy that that is just like two hundred and fifty pounds or a six foot one guard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very yeah. rare to have those in between guys there. Yeah. They just they, they just have their basic team every year, but this one's just completely different out of nowhere. Um you like to imagine well, you know, you probably don't like to, but just imagine what it'd be like if Sheboy came back and was like improved and good. Right, back to his like, I mean, form from last year at least. Now you know, maybe it throws off the offense and they don't have quite the shooting on the floor they normally do, but still, I mean, if you find out a way for him and Culver to coexist down there, I mean, it's just unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, clear the rebounding tonight really hurt them. It did, yeah. Uh, just, uh, you, you, you're trading buckets for rebounding at this point with this team because, I mean, there's just not a lot of size, not a lot of good – I mean, Culver's right. – Culver can rebound, and outside of that, Osavoyan, but they're generally not out there together. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot, at least. Yeah, and then, you know, Bridges is – he's just not a – physical presence really right. he's just he's tall <laughs> yeah six seven like not just a he, not he's huge not yeah, huge so for anything, i mean six seven in college is, is still pretty, pretty good pretty because you know, there's not too many seven footers in college but um i think we'll see he, he'll beef up a little bit in the next couple of years i imagine he'll be a lot better rebounder but yeah so that's that uh then we got two versus four happening right now on espn the, the follow-up uh that's interesting because uh Look here at halftime. It's thirty-three to twenty-two, Illinois. Despite Oof. the fact that Illinois is missing uh, their really good freshman, whose uh, name I've yet to learn how to pronounce, uh, because I haven't watched enough college basketball, specifically Illinois, to hear his name enough. Couldn't name a single uh, but they got Illinois it. player. Gonna be honest. Kofi Cockburn. Kofi Cockburn. That's right. Yeah. I've seen his name on the TV the past twenty-four hours. That's twice, right. And. Uh, yeah, hon- yeah, he's the only one. Honestly, no clue. Right. Didn't honest. Did not know Illinois was top four until today. Yeah, it's very weird. A weird. Uh, it's a weird season. It's yeah. a weird time in a, the world. Well, I guess you know Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina are just terrible. So yeah, somebody's got to be up there. Real bad. Iowa's number five. The Big Ten in basketball has three teams in the top five. Yeah, Iowa being the other one, and then uh. Somehow Ohio State's number seven. Yeah, I mean Ohio State, they just they generally have a solid basketball team, but nothing special. I guess this year, you know, yeah. weird season. Some I don't know. Special things gonna happen to. Uh, the other day, I learned good. that Teddy Allen play did play for Nebraska. Yeah, now Teddy he's leaving. Tell Teddy Buckets from uh, West Virginia as a rookie had a forty-one point game uh, like only a, a couple weeks ago against Penn State, and now he's leaving. And yeah, Nebraska is three and fourteen. So maybe that's why. Yeah, that would that I would sense. I would want to leave a three and fourteen team. So this is he's going to go to his fourth school. What was the third? What was the other one? Uh, Wichita was it Wichita State? Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. That sounds right. I don't know, but he, it's this is definitely his third school. I guess he's going to a fourth. I mean, how much eligibility does he have? He's been in college for like. I mean, this years. is a fake year. Everyone's got a that's true a, a extra eligibility. He, it's like he never went to Nebraska. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's kind of a blessing, actually. You know who else never went to Nebraska? Abby Beeman. That's true. As far <laughs> as I know. Great segue that was. Yeah. Speaking of fake fake years of uh, college basketball, uh, the Shepherd women's basketball team, the basketball team here at Shepherd. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, not, the other one's not playing, so I mean they're not listening either. So not yet, at least I don't know. Uh, they played two games since the last time we've talked about sports on this uh, show. Last week we had our good friend Chris on here. Uh, that was a very different experience for the show. Uh, positive one, some agree. Most would agree. <laughs> the reviews are you in, I'd say solid. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so we had a scrimmage against Liberty University, Division One. That one panned out. Uh, it was going well for a long time, actually. Yeah. But then uh, after a while, it... Uh, you know, we came out to a big lead. We we're up by 15 at one point, uh, but then the shots just stopped falling. Like in the first quarter, three pointers were coming down a lot, and uh, just after that, it wasn't going quite as well as it was in the first quarter. So yeah, Shepard at one point was up uh, 30 to 18 with about less than five minutes left in the first half, and then from there, it just kind of you know, size takes over. Skill takes over. Yeah, Liberty had like a six five, six six uh, girl from Latvia, I believe. 
that just any she was the backup she wasn't even a starter but every time she was on the court it was just there was no rebounding was happening especially if uh Sid wasn't on the court for us right say Clayton uh she had a really good game it was fun seeing that actually be like a legit ESPN broadcast um so that was fun on the plus <laughs> yes ESPN plus uh, you had like a Liberty broadcast team there. I believe it seems like Liberty pro- has some sort of a, I don't know, broadcasting agreement with ESPN. Maybe ah, uh, maybe that makes sense. I mean, they had the legit setup. Nice. So it is funny seeing the uh, box score for this on the ESPN app. It is not the weird, you know, Shepherd PDF printout or weird, you know, mobile website. Whatever they got on the the Shepherd Athletics website, it's all it's right here on the app. Same thing. I look up for pretty much everything else we talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, stick, just looking at it, uh, Abby Beeman, good game. Sid Clayton, good game. Marley, 11 points, which, you know, for hers, I think low. But Yeah, Marley was... Uh, Marley's gotten off to a slow start so far. Even Well, I shouldn't say that because uh, in the game against Southern, uh, Southern Virginia, she had 29 points. But there was... Uh, watching the game back, I didn't watch it live, but I got to watch it back. Uh, she, there was just some like she missed a couple layups. There was a couple of shots she was coming up short on. Still had twenty nine points regardless. Yeah, but uh, you could just tell it was a little off. You know, rust. It seemed like she seemed a little more rusty than the other the other two big time scorers for the team. Yeah, but in the uh, the Liberty game, outside of their top three, the the scoring kind of looks like it did last year. Jordan Smith six points. Hannah Myers two points. Kara Miner two points. Mackenzie Freeze, is that her first name? Yes, yeah, Mackenzie Freeze. She had two points as well, and uh, I, nobody else scored. I'll, I'll go. Th- we'll go through the uh, the box score for the second game first, but I do have say. Much be- I, I much do have something. To, I do have something to say about Mackenzie Freeze here in a second. But uh, we get to the it would the uh, Southern University. It's not Southern University of Virginia. Southern Virginia University. Get it right now. Yeah, uh, it was a game in the Butcher Center. Hey, hey. Uh, could have gone to the game, but I was out for the weekend. Uh, they, as we mentioned before, there was a lottery for 150 student tickets. Uh, from the look on the broadcast, it looked like it was mainly just family members. That well, it really it was just family members and students that were allowed in. Yeah, and it didn't look like a, a whole lot of students from what I saw, unless they just sat out of range of where I could see them. Yeah, I really, uh, yeah, I really didn't see many pictures from the game, so. It's kind of hard to tell. Only noticed uh, two people that I recognized at least. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, the second game, you'd imagine, you know, less ticket requests if I had to guess. So, yeah, it's possible, and especially since it's gotten shifted over from its original date. Yeah, yeah, it went from a, a Tuesday to a Thursday, I believe. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, eighty eighty six to sixty one. Uh, Marley McLaughlin ended up with twenty nine points on nine of fifteen shooting, four of eight from three. Uh, Sid Clayton seven of nine from the field. Uh, 18 points and six rebounds. Sorry, but the sound was going out of my ear. Uh, <laughs> Abby Beeman, 14 points, 12 assists, I believe. Not seeing it on this part of the, the box score, but 12 assists. She was making yeah. some great passes. Yeah. Dish it was like like another level from last year, like making some like across-court passes. Like You see pl- like this in the NBA sometimes where – You'll see a player's playmaking improve. Like I've seen, it, I've seen it with Jason Tatum lately, mm. where you start out he's a, he can score, and then he start you know once the defense starts collapsing in on the scoring, you can they can make the next the the easy pass. You know you pass it over to the next guy right next to you. He's open, mm. but then eventually the really good playmakers start to make these you know skip passes, like the passes that are like a step of a step ahead, the ones that LeBron just makes with ease and has been doing his entire career right and i was seeing abby make a lot of these like these cross court maybe like you know loop it back around ones that you wouldn't really think about as like the first pass but so that was nice and then Um, you know in d2 college basketball if you find someone cross court wide open their shot is going to be wide open there's just people aren't going to be able to get over and contest yeah. that. Like, you know, the NBA, you find someone wide open. Someone the can, they got the closeout speed. Yeah, and the closeout speed is just crazy in that in that league. And really, I mean, D1 basketball, but, um, you know, you're at a competition level where you get a wide open shot, you're getting a wide open shot, you know, as long as you catch it clean and get it up. So hopefully she sets up some, some key role players here for the season to, you know, knock down some open baskets because last season it was 
it was the top, the big three doing everything. So if Abby can get others involved and give them some easy buckets, that's really going to push this team further than they, they could go yeah. last year. So obviously we know it's mostly the same team from last year. Uh, they only lost Anna Ross, the tallest player on the team, and didn't re- didn't really replace her with a a taller player. Instead, they the two freshmen they brought in were two guards. Uh, I want to say Mackenzie Freeze, five foot five freshman from Spotswood, from Spotswood, Virginia, or uh, went to high school at Spotswood. Hometowns listed as Rockingham, Virginia. Uh, backup point guard already getting a solid amount of minutes, kind of uh, being able to. They, it seems like. This is a legitimate third guard that can give that can give Abby or Marley rest, right? And not just have the the train completely derail. She looks good out there for a freshman. Like has a solid handle. I uh, was making some nice shots against Liberty. I remember she made a pull up uh, jumper around the elbow, and then she made at least one, maybe two of those against Southern Virginia. Had a nice floater that went in. I I like her game. Yeah, she was a three of five. She's uh, good. Pulled down a rebound, so yeah, you know, limited minutes. I mean, that's pretty good. It's all you can ask for from your backup here. So that's kind of nice. I think uh, after, whenever uh, Marley is no longer on the team, whether that's uh, next year, or the year after, because you know everyone gets a free year of eligibility this year. Yeah. Does this year does not count? And from all accounts that I know of, both of our seniors, both of our captains, uh, will be returning next year, which is nice. And so that'd be a plus, but that's just, uh, you know, once, once you get McKenzie with, it'll be what her, probably her third year before she has to take a lot of responsibility. Right. Yeah. Just the other day she played 17 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so you played just as many as Hannah Myers, uh, Angela. I mean, she's, she's, she's already, a, uh, just a regular part of the rotation right away. Yeah. That's really good to see. Um, I think her handles are probably the most important part of that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we, there's plenty of players who can, uh, she plays make, good defense too. Plays, yeah, plenty, mm. plenty of the players on this team can make shots, um, but for someone to be able to handle the ball and maybe work to get their own shot, yeah, when you know Marley might not be out there because of foul trouble, Abby, you know, you might just need rest, you know, because some yeah. as, as good as she is, she just can't play forty minutes every single game every season. It's just right. not, it's not sustainable. No, uh, it's just going to wear her down as the season goes on. So to have anybody who can step in there like that handle the ball, just run the offense. I mean, she doesn't even need to yeah. come in and make shots. I mean, just come in and run the offense. Uh, if you have Sid in there, um, if you have Jordan in there, hopefully she'll knock down some shots. Get Hannah Myers something, you know, yeah. backdoor cuts. So, And when you can't, when you no longer have uh, Marley and Sid on the team to run offense through, and it's really just going to be Abby and, and, you know, whoever else they may add or whoever develops their game, say if Jordan develops into a, a – Offense, more uh, versatile offensive player. Uh, McKenzie can be like a kind of uh, secondary ball handler to kind of help, you know, the same way like if Steph Curry is the only ball handler on the Warriors that can do anything, the teams can crowd crowd up on him, you know, make him pick right. up his dribble. But when you have a secondary ball handler like a, you know, Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, someone that can help Steph Curry move around without the ball, get open off of screen, stuff like that. Right. That can help out a lot. So if if you can have McKenzie be a stable secondary ball handler that helps your offense out a lot, that Abby can move around, come off of screens, don't have to doesn't get pressured on, doesn't have to have all the offense come from her dribbling, driving, you know, pick and pop, whatever, pull up, step back threes, all that all of that kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think the key for this team is to be so overpowered at guard that when Sid leaves, it's just not going to make too much of a difference on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're just going to, at this point, recruit for size, find someone you think you can develop yes. maybe. I mean, if, if you can get a player who's already so good at that position, um, you know, obviously go for it. But uh, to just to recruit size and hope you can develop that because yep. uh, whoever comes in is going to have a lot of good players around them. They're just going to need to you know, work within that offense and maybe, maybe from you know, the four or five be able to facilitate kick out do whatever you need to just yeah. get it to the I'd say shooting shooting in size you yeah. need someone that can that you know you know when Marley and Sid are gone in a year, a year or two that uh what am i saying the offense is going to run through Abby 100% like 100% and or a lot of it you know and so what you're going to need is 
size to get rebounds inside and have some sort of scoring threat inside and shooting shooting threats so that you can have spacing that doesn't get, you know, teams aren't collapsing in on the drive for mm-hmm. Abby and shooters that she can kick the ball out to. Yeah. So And I think they're going to have most of that in place. I think getting, getting someone who can rebound when Sid leaves is the most important thing for this team, I think. Yeah. That's obviously, you know, that's because that's, that's the main we, bit in the future, but it's still a, something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, that's a main thing that they need right now yes. is they don't really have a true backup center. Like you have when Sid comes out of the game, your tallest player, we've said this before, is either Kara Minor, who's really a stretch four, or you're counting on Matty White or Angela DiLorenzo yeah. to get rebounds, which, you know, they try they try hard enough to like get hustle rebounds, but mm-hmm. they just don't have the size. Yeah. Yeah, you see Abby pull down a few boards sometimes. She against, does. Against She's under- a good rebounding guard. She is, size. you know, especially against undersized teams where the size doesn't play such a big factor because, you know, she's got the hops that a lot of girls don't have. So Yeah, and definitely- I think she's gotten a little taller. I said yeah. this last week, and yes. I've gotten it confirmed by a teammate that she thinks that I'm right, that she's grown a little bit. I believe it. You can I see it. On- it. I saw it on the broadcast. It seemed like she, you know, against a team that didn't have, you know, Division One size, you could tell that she was right. a little taller. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, against Liberty, you know, you have someone who's 6'5 or whatever out there. Right. Every single player is going to look teeny tiny. So, yeah, there's a, uh, they were going to play IUP coming up. Uh, yeah. Well, first off, they're going to play uh, at Southern Virginia this Saturday. That game was canceled. And yes. it, now it looks like both IUP games are either scrimmages, scrimmages. or canceled. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're, not, they're currently not on the schedule on the website. Yes. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't sound like there's going to be tickets to those games because technically the Liberty game was a scrimmage right. for Shepard. It but, counted in the record book for Liberty right? Uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so either those games are going to take place behind closed doors or I'm not sure what the deal is with that because the people who are eligible for tickets to the IUP game have been moved to the Christopher Newport game. Christopher Newport. Yes, a man named Christopher Newport is going to come to Shepherd and, and play, play against, f- five on one. Yes, against, against the Shepherd University women. So, I have no clue. Yeah, we'll see what that's all about. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to look up Christopher Newport University because I just I've never heard of this in my life. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about, but I don't know where you find this school. I mean, how do you find Christopher Newport University? You, I mean, you got to have a friend who coaches there or something. I don't know. That's the other thing. The, the change in the schedule doesn't appear to be. COVID related from what I know hmm. uh, my s- sources tell me that it's just a coach's decision gotcha. from coach Eckleberry or the coaches of both schools uh, they really didn't need to play Southern Virginia un- again because I mean obviously they beat them by 25 yeah Southern Virginia is a division three school it is not necessary to play another game against them when it comes to the IUP games I have no idea if that's what coach's decision will go into that uh, maybe one one coach or the other just decided that they didn't feel like having it count in the record book. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So it looks like um, March 4th, what day is that? Thursday. Thursday. Looks like Christopher Newport will be playing at Southern Virginia. So they will be playing. Okay. Uh, then they will play yeah. okay. on Saturday. They'll play Marymount University. Sure. Um. I feel I forget where Marymount is. I want to say it's like around Fred or Fredericksburg or something. That's I think it's I believe it's close to. Uh, the, to I here. think it says here Arlington, but I guess that's Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I mean, yeah, that's a not little that far, far, but yeah, there's. An, I think I'm thinking uh, Mary Washington. I think is what I'm thinking of. But anyway, uh, then they play here at Shepherd, March 11th, 5 p.m. And uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, they're D3 school, so. You assume Shepard will have the advantage, but you never know because Shepard went to play D1 school and lost by only eight points. They shouldn't have lost, honestly. They, like, and they, they really shouldn't have lost. <laughs> if, they, if they're shooting, you know, 10, normal. 15% better in the second half, yeah. They, like, first half, really great. If they regress to average in the second half, they probably win the game. I think if you just get a little bit better shooting game from Marley because she, she took a lot of threes, didn't make probably her normal amount of them. Yeah, she was uh, four of eleven overall, three of seven from three. Abby okay. ended up. Oh. Abby finished three of ten from three, which 
you know, her, you, you expect maybe you know, four of 10, five of 10, just because she's so good. Yeah. Um, but overall, she was only five of 15 from the floor. Oh, so. a big part of the Liberty game was that Sid got a fourth foul on a call that, that a very weak call, like on a off, like off the ball. It was just a weird foul call. wasn't on the ball at all, and it was just like as the ball was being inbounded, I believe. Mm. And that happened pretty early into the fourth quarter. It made her miss, have to sit out probably three more minutes of the fourth quarter than she normally would have. And I believe this was during the time that the Latvian 6'6 girl on Liberty had rolled an ankle and was sitting out. So if you had to sit in for those extra three minutes, she was dominating that game yeah. for a good bit of it. And that could have made the difference. Like maybe, you know, you said what Marley was four of 11, three from seven from three. Right. That means she went one for four from two. Uh, you say if make a normal amount there, make one more shot, then you get, you know, three more minutes of Sid. You can make that. That's six points. You could, Sid can get six points in three minutes. Yeah, Sid ended up with 30 That's minutes, game, but uh, Abby and Marley played 36 and 30, respectively. Yeah, uh, yeah Sid and uh, Jordan Smith finished with four fouls, and Abby finished with four fouls, which is very uncharacteristic of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's one of the few players on this team you just never expect to see in foul trouble. There were some frustrating calls in that game. Yeah. You, I mean, you can imagine, you know, the refs, home game at Liberty, some little school. I mean, you just, you know. Yeah, it's like you just give them the calls. Yeah, basically. you just give them the I mean, yeah. You know how it goes. Yep. I think that's all. That's the she, that's the Shepherd women's basketball update. Uh, I don't know if the men are playing anything. Um, As of now, I've not heard anything. They do not have a schedule posted. Yeah. As far as I know, I you know, I heard today maybe they were playing some scrimmages, but that's from a someone who knows knows a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. Nice. It's like so it's like nothing nothing too short. Anyway, on to other basketball, professional basketball. Oh yeah. Uh let's check in on the Eastern Conference standings cuz I think you're going to have something to say about <laughs> it. Let's Easy see. Let's go standings. up uh, here. Go right here. Standings. Oh, yeah. The conference standings in the Eastern Conference. Number one, we've got the 23-12 and 12. Philadelphia 76ers still on top like they have been yeah, for a good bit. Pretty much expected. Yeah. Only a half game behind them. The Brooklyn Nets makes sense. The the big three they've got over there. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee sitting a game and a half behind the 76ers at 21-13. and 13. And then sitting here at 18 and 17, the number four seed in the Eastern Conference. Yes, sir. It's the, your New York Knickerbockers. Yes, sir. With Led by all-star Julius Randle. That's, yes. That's all-star, all-caps, all-star Julius Randle. Maybe one of the best players in the league right now. Maybe one of the best we've ever seen, just in general, in the NBA. Uh, he's lighting it up at the Garden. He's, he's averaging, I think, maybe like 45 points, 20 rebounds, 15 assists a game, something like that. Um, <laughs> Will Chamberlain numbers. He's in the uh, he's in the MVP conversation, in my humble opinion. Sure. Knicks, I mean, 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. I mean, we're just one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, I'm going to go up and pull it. Uh, I'm going to pull up just one of their uh, one of their last games that they played here against the, the Indiana Pacers, who are only a uh, game behind them in the standings. Yeah, frauds. <laughs> At uh, 28-10-6 from Julius Randle, 12 of 22 from the field. Slow night. 24 points from R.J. Barrett on 17 shots. He's good now. He's Uh, developed. 17-11 and from Derrick Rose, a new addition to the team. I don't care about Derrick Rose. Yeah, I mean. The rest of them are cool. You shouldn't. More quickly. Emmanuel quickly with 10 points off the bench, getting, uh, let's see, getting much of a contribution from Obi Toppin. No, he's played uh, six minutes. Two points. Dunk contest, though, all right? Dunk, yeah. That great dunk Listen, contest. Who cares? Yeah, look, yeah, I don't care about stats, right? He's in the dunk contest. Right. Is that this weekend? I, I have no clue. I'm pr- I think I it know. is. Anyway, it's not. It's fake all-star game. Yeah. Uh, Nerland's Noel played 41 minutes. Why did that, <laughs> why did that happen? Uh, I don't know. I guess, they don't have another. Know. Oh, I guess uh, Mitchell Robinson. What, what's going on with him right now? Is he injured? I have no clue, honestly. Let's assume he is. Well, the Pacers, I mean, you know, they played a back-to-back the past, uh, like, Saturday, Sunday or something like that. So, 
Tibbs, I don't know. Maybe he's resting somebody for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, T- that's right. Yeah, Tibbs. It's Tibbs. So he's he's playing everyone the max minutes they can possibly play. That is the, that's what Tibbs does. Yeah, he just plays his best players. Uh, he runs them into the ground. That's what he so, does. So you know, a couple Butler. months, a couple months, we'll see how it looks. But right now, I'm 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 living. I'm breathing. I'm I'm just life's good. Yeah, let's see. Julius, end it, let's just end the season right now. Let's let's get to the playoffs before you know any COVID outbreaks happen. Let's just get to it. Fourth seed Knicks. If you look at their. Uh, Stats here. R.J. Barrett. We already mentioned uh, Julius Randle is averaging twenty-three and eleven, five and a half re, uh, assists on forty-eight percent from the field, forty-two percent from three on five on four and a half attempts a game. Yeah, I mean, and probably eighty percent from the from the free throw line. Yeah. Then you get R.J. Barrett scoring sixteen and a half a game. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, forty-three and a half percent from the field. 34% from three. Yeah, rough three start to the attempts, season, though. Rough start. So. 73% from the line. Don't it's let it like fool you. Iffy. Those iffy shooting numbers. But, you know, 16 and a half, six rebounds, three assists. Not bad. You're getting eight eight and eight from uh, Mitchell Robinson. One and a half blocks a game. That's And one and 1.2 steals. So a big defensive presence there. And then yeah. you've got tw- over uh, double digits per game from... Uh, Derrick Rose, even yep. though not every game he's you know played with them, it's been ten games. Eleven and a half from Alec Burks, twelve and, and then twelve and a half from Emmanuel Quickly. Great, nice, really good rookie, rookie of the year conversation. He won't get it, but he, sure. yeah, the conversation though, the conversation that's what we're talking about here. And then twelve and a half from Alfred Payton. Ooh, how about that, Alfred? Nah, he should be benched, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> Too many, to, too many minutes for Alfred. I don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the Eastern Conference is just a. Uh, once you get past that top three, like right now, it's the Knicks. At, at any moment, off after any loss, it could go f- to being any any number of teams. That, like you said, the Knicks are eighteen and seventeen. There are three teams sitting at seventeen and seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. Uh, Miami, but who's at eighteen and seventeen? That's all I want to know. The Knicks. Yeah. They got Miami, Boston. Toronto, Toronto, by the way, is just having to sit out like most of their team right now, like Lowry, uh, OG, I believe Siakam, and Nick Nurse coaching staff because of a <laughs> health and safety protocols. You know, the I think normal Nick Nurse of all people would, uh, you know, take yeah, care of himself a little better. You would think some nurse he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared of those teams though. I mean, Miami's been struggling. Boston's been struggling. Uh, Marcus Smart's been out for them. So those are teams you expect will pick it up as the season goes on. Toronto, you would also expect. Uh, right now, sitting in the eighth seed is the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I have nothing to say L- about them. I, I do. LaMelo Ball has been moved in the starting lineup, and he is killing it. Yeah, you know. Beat the Knicks, I guess. I don't know. Just- I mean, they lost. They lost to. Uh, they lost to the Trailblazers the other day, but Lamelo. It was not Lamelo's fault, that's for sure, because he had thirty points on ten of eighteen shooting, five of seven from three, added in eight assists and six rebounds. That man is runaway rookie of the year right now. Mm-hmm. Like Terry Rozier uh, had twenty points. Uh, Malik Monk had nineteen. Malik Monk is a thing again. Yeah. He's finally picking it up. Uh, Devontae Graham is uh, did not play because of a left knee injury, so I guess that's why Lamelo is in the starting lineup right now. But I mean, keep him in there. You don't need to bring him off the bench. Devontae Graham can come off the bench what or Terry or, Roger, or Terry. Whatever. You know, I mean, it's it's I, fans just want to see the young, exciting players. Why why bring them off the bench? You know, yeah. listen. If you want to limit their minutes, who yeah, go ahead. You know, Hornets are also missing uh, Gordon Hayward right now. Yeah, they're, they're at least in the last game. Yeah, they they're better off. I don't know. Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward's been solid for them. No, he's overrated. Eh, eh, you know, overpaid. Is it because he turned down an offer from the Knicks? No, I, no. I'm glad he did. I didn't want him. Oh, I guess we should talk about this. Uh, Brian Windhorst today reported that within the next 12 months, he expects a superstar player to demand a trade to the Knicks. Oh yeah. I mean, they're good now. I mean, it's it's the hottest yeah. destination. I mean, you probably see KD request a trade. LeBron might come over. I mean, we'll see. Both Knicks- of them. Both of them. I mean, Giannis comes with them. AD probably comes in a package with LeBron because they want to play together. Uh, You know, 
Giannis is going to be unhappy. And he's only the three seed right now. He's used to being top in the league. It's only one seed away from the Knicks. And he knows. He knows. I mean, he knows the Knicks are coming. So you might as well, you know, get on this plane while it's while it's flying. You know. Yeah. Because it's going to crash in a, in, a, in a few years. So yeah, we'll might... see which uh, at, the, at this All Star game, whenever uh, who's having the the uh, in the tunnel talk like uh, Kyrie and KD were. Right. Except they'll have to. It'll be hard for them to whisper because they'll have masks on. It will, but uh, once they see Obi Toppin in the dunk contest, it's over. I mean, they're all fl- they're flocking to New York. That's true. Let's see who uh, who can we expect to even be on that next track? Like Bradley Beal is probably the next big star to d- request a trade. Yeah, even though he keeps re- insisting that he does not want traded. But uh, if we look back at those standings, where are the wiz- where are the Wizards at right now? Ah, uh, let me. I guess. I mean, they've here. owned a, they've been <laughs> on a, a little bit of a better streak here the last few games. Thirteen and nineteen. Uh, yeah, eight and a half back. Yeah, that's not great. That's uh, seven and three last ten games. Seven and three last three. Yeah, same as the Knicks. So real. I mean, the Wizards also one of the hottest teams in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, the the Wizards were v- much closer to number one overall pick territory, but now that they're uh, seven and three in the last ten, uh, due solely and only to the contributions of Russell Westbrook. It's been all. It's been all him. Oh jeez. It's been all him. Get Nick on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, we should have. Uh, if Nick is listening right now, doubt he is, but <laughs> there's not a chance. He's uh, he would definitely call in at just that. But the fact that I gave Russell Westbrook credit for anything, he would be calling in right yeah. now. He'd probably curse to get us shut down. Yeah, I'm sure he just would. We would. You. We'd probably deserve it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bradley Beal averaging 33 points a game right now, which he, is absolutely insane. I believe I saw a stat where the Wizards are 0 6 in the last. Six games where Bradley Beal scores forty plus points. Maybe you should stop scoring points. Honestly, You're scoring too many ball, points. Brad. That's too many points. Selfish. That's too much points. Uh, Russell Westbrook's averaging twenty points a game, <laughs> or excuse me, nineteen point nine points, nine point nine rebounds, nine point six assists. Yeah, probably on thirty six shots too. Yeah, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these field goal percentages. We're like sus Westbrook. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Sus. I can't even say it. Just move, <laughs> move it along. Move it along. Who's next? I'm trying to look. I'm looking at the stats here. Let's see. The Pelicans are terrible. Yeah, the Pelicans are terrible. Zion's good, though, so I guess. Oh, here's your here's your Russell Westbrook uh, field goal percentages here. 42% from the field, 27.5 from three-point line. From the three-point line. 60% from the free throw line. That's Oof. disgusting. I, oh, my God. I did, okay, now I get RJ it. Barrett was supposed to be. Now I get it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Russ, Russell, that's what the R stands for? Oh. Russell, <laughs> Russell Russell Westbrook, uh, J. Barrett. Oh, my. That's a mouthful. Yeah. What are the, what are the Pelicans do, <laughs> up to? Like, the Pelicans are such a weird team. They're, waste, they're wasting Zion's prime years already. Get him out. Send him to the Knicks. Zion to the Knicks. You're here, you heard it here first. Honestly, fifteen and nineteen. Like I know the Western Conference is tough, but I mean, nah, give me a you could see like Zion along with uh, Stephen Adams. Uh, not a lot of spacing on that team, you know. They uh, talented players like Alonzo yeah. has really improved his shooting. Beat the Jazz somehow though last night. Very interesting there. Yeah, but let's see. JJ Redick, I don't think is doing anything for them. Brandon Ingram is great. And although did not make the All Star team somehow, uh, just because there's again there's the West is so good there's so many good players in the West. Yeah, everyone's complaining this player should have got in, this player should have got in, but who who you taken out? I right, mean, pretty that's much everyone. The there, I've heard very few people complain about who got in the game, and I heard everyone complain about who didn't get in the game. So tell me who you're taking out when yeah. you make your take. You know that is the rule. If so you are so going to com- if you complain about someone not making the All Star game. You have to tell you have to tell us who who should have gotten in instead. That was the, uh, when Devin Booker didn't make the All Star game, but then eventually got replaced, uh, used as an injury replacement for Anthony Davis. Right. LeBron went on Twitter and said, "Man, Devin Booker, uh, snub, di- most disrespected player in the league, should have been an All Star or whatever, whatever it was he tweeted." It's like LeBron, uh, who you taking out? Yeah, take somebody out. Team you LeBron, out. you know, it's your pick apparently. Yeah, pick Devin Booker. <laughs> It'd be funny if LeBron. Should uh, that'd be interesting. They should if they uh, the team captains got maybe at least one pick where they got to pick <laughs> someone who wasn't in the All Star game, and they just decided uh yeah this guy that's supposed to be a pick I'm not picking him. 
It's like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to pick Devonta Sabonis right now, but um, oh, man. I'm going to pick Trey Young. That would be great. That would be so disrespectful. I would love to see it happen. I would love to see both of those players use it. Westbrook, maybe. Hey, maybe. <laughs> you never know. 8.3 points a game for uh, J.J. Redick, by the way. That's not great. In 18 minutes, that's not much. Yeah. yeah you got 37% from three. 39 overall. 37% <laughs> from three? <laughs> J.J. Redick? Uh, he's 36. Yeah. He's born in 1984. Well, so is LeBron. Pick it up. J.J. Redick can't weigh 200 pounds. I mean, LeBron James is 36, too. You don't see him You don't see him shooting shooting that bad from the field. Yeah. 37% that one's, from that three. One's Actually, that LeBron probably does shoot about 37% from three. What's LeBron shooting this year? All I know about LeBron is he's playing too many minutes. LeBron's always playing too many minutes. He's got to back it off. Well, he just doesn't try on uh, defense. That's what he does instead. That's true. That's he just point. coasts. He's like a uh, saving gas, you know. LeBron, 35% from three this year. I mean, J.J. Redick, you, you got to be better than 2%. Th- yeah. you got to we'll, be more than 2% we'll really, better we'll, than LeBron. We'll round, up, we'll round up. It's 36. We'll round up. We'll give it to LeBron. you got to be better than 1% better than LeBron James <laughs> shooting three-pointers. Come on. J.J. Redick. I like J.J. Redick. Scrub. He's one of the few Duke players I can I like rooting for. That's very interesting you say that because my first ever uh, writing uh, gig that I had on any website. It was all free. It was all uh, free uh, freelance stuff. Put Really putting the free in freelance. I oh, was not yeah. receiving any money for this. Uh, was well, that's for, how, listen, Dylan, that's how you get your foot in the door, right? Right. Unpaid internships. I know. You got, you listen. <clears throat> Big debate on Twitter about that this week. You need to take at least six unpaid jobs concurrently to get your foot in the door so that you maybe can make uh, $20 an hour for the rest of your life. That's true, yeah. Once you come out of yeah, once you come out of college and you've got uh, twenty thousand dollars in debt at least, maybe <laughs> maybe you've got eighty thousand dollars in debt. Uh, your first your first position should be uh, unpaid because right uh, positions uh, need ex- you need experience exactly. But you know maybe if you work two do- two jobs in college, you could have paid it off. So that's true. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, pores, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, JJ Reddick. Uh, the first the first place that I wrote for was a Baltimore based sports website called I hate JJ dot com. Oh wow, that's very specific. <laughs> I hate JJR. It's the NFL draft correspondent. Wait, it's not a basketball website. It's a it's a Baltimore uh, oh. website. It's got everything. Well, they make, yeah, I guess Ravens, Baltimore, uh, yeah. Maryland, Maryland, uh, Maryland hates Duke. They do. They do. I haven't played them in like a million years though. I know they moved out. They moved out. Now they they got tired of Duke and they <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Now they don't have any. Because that decision was definitely basketball based. Definitely wasn't football based or anything. Right. Right. You'd love to play Duke in football. Oh yeah, you always want to play Duke in football. I mean, that's a. I mean, Maryland beats Texas in football. <laughs> Somehow. I mean, not anyone else, but they beat Texas. Hey. Texas. Yeah. Texas was in the news for uh, their their football team this uh, week. Yeah, we won't get into that. One. Yeah, let's let's say uh, Texas is being Texas over there. Save it for another day. Yeah, we only got ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, speaking of football, hey JJ Watt is on it. But the last time we talked about sports on the show, we're going to transition ago. from from JJ Reddick to JJ Watt here. Speaking of JJ's, uh, the last time we talked about the, uh, sports on this show. J.J. Watt was a member of the Houston Texans and not being not playing. It was not supposed to be a free agent, but since then he's been cut for whatever reason. Save money because he wanted to be, maybe both. Just in because he, by all, <laughs> yeah, whatever reason it may be, and now he's signed with the Arizona Cardinals, which is a very interesting move because it seemed like he might you know there was Buffalo, Green Bay, Cleveland, teams that made the playoffs last year, that it makes sense, like, well, you know, he'll go to, like, a title contender, you know, team and try to put their defense over the top. But he chose Arizona yeah. to reunite with DeAndre Hopkins, which I, seems like a big part of it, and because he really likes Kyler Murray and wants to play with a good quarterback. And that's weird that he wouldn't want to stay in Houston because... <laughs> it's a better quarterback. You would think... Boy, I wonder why the te- why the Texans wouldn't have a good quarterback next year. Interesting. I'm not sure w- what what happened there. Mm. Something happened in there. 
I don't, Houston? I haven't read anything. Something happened? I don't know. Houston, quiet, there, quiet city. Does, does Houston have a problem? Wow. Give it up. Give it up. We we didn't think we could top Sus Westbrook. Sussel Westbrook. Sussel. <laughs> the classic the classic uh CS Aviat tweet. Uh, Russell Westbrook more like Brickle Bricks Brick. <laughs> the classic. It's clever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, JJ uh, Watts on the Cardinals now makes a difference, I guess. Yeah, he, I mean, Good he's defense. he's wasted his career anyway. So he might yeah. as well just keep wasting it. Arizona uh, probably Secure gets Arizona bag. like maybe like half of half a win next year. You know, pass rushers only make up so much of a difference. Yeah. See what else they do. Taking all five of his sacks there, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll coach the offense. Do better than uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he's played tight end for a few plays before. Caught a touchdown that one time. That's true. Didn't he have, like, three straight games with a touchdown or something? That sounds like a weird thing that's happened once. Yeah. That's how you know your franchise is a joke where it's just like, hey, let's put our defensive end and just, just let's let them score touchdowns. And that's that's all we got to do. Yeah. And now the the franchise is a joke. Yeah. I mean, they lose Watson. I mean, it's – I mean, the, how many teams are worse than them? True. <laughs> I don't think there is any. I mean, you know, you put Jet- Trevor, Trevor well, Lawrence on yeah. the Jags. Yeah, Trevor you, Lawrence. You got Joe Burrow coming back. That team's going to be better, I the assume. The Jets should be getting something. Like if they draft Zach Wilson, number two, they've got a lot of cap space. Got a new coach that people seem to like. Yeah. So. Well, the Jets the Jets are cursed, but I, I still expect them to just fall into like three wins or four wins somehow. They fired Adam Gase, which should help. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, the Texans, especially if they trade Watson, even if they don't trade Watson, they could be the worst team in the league. They could. I mean, they were terrible when he was he was the best quarterback. The only this year. reason they were not zero and sixteen was Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's very. Now they've true. lost JJ Watt. They have no picks, and it looks like they're going to be stupid enough to not trade Watson before the draft. It looks like they're stubborn enough and stupid enough. That they think that they can either uh, convince him to stay, or say you you can just play for us while you're unhappy. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna play. No, he just he, he just, shouldn't play. If he's still there, he's just going to not play. Yeah, it's like when a guy just you know you can hold out for a better contract. He will hold out for a trade. Yeah. So a competent franchise in a situation like this would say, well, a few teams that could want him have some extra picks at the top of the draft. It's a good quarterback class. Look at the Dolphins. They got the third pick. There's at least three quarterbacks worth taking in the top ten. You can get one of those three with that third pick. It's your own pick. You can get that back. They have extra picks elsewhere. You could look at the Jets. They have two, they have, I believe, five first-round picks in the next three years. (laughs) They have two, they have uh, two Seahawks first-round picks, which Hey man, if the Seahawks might be the next one to trade their quarterback, we yeah, can that was real. Talk I about mean, that sometime. I, I don't want to say it was out of nowhere, but I didn't think that would come so soon. Right? I thought Russ would. You know, the other Russ, the, he was probably he's probably more of Sussel Wilson. Um, yes. Uh, he, I, I assumed he was somewhat unhappy. Uh, they they definitely that franchise wasted a few years, wasted a Super Bowl win, uh, and now it's to the point where. He's running for his life, and he's going to get to an age very soon where he cannot run for his life. Right. And uh, I thought that time would come maybe after next season because they were still pretty solid most of this past year. But it sounds like he's he's ready to, to leave, and I don't yeah. know if he will. I think if they don't trade him, he will come back, and he'll just play, and he, yeah. he'll deal with it next year. But, uh, yeah, it yeah. seems that he's named teams Four that he's, teams. he's ready for so yeah. i don't know if i can i'll just finish my point real quick that i was going to make with watson and the texans a competent franchise would see these qbs at the top of the draft and say well we should trade him before this draft because we know these picks will be high mm-hmm. but if we trade if we end up trading having to trade him later these picks could be anywhere uh but then also a competent franchise wouldn't be in this situation because they wouldn't have upset their franchise quarterback exactly but anyway yeah russell wilson uh I believe the four teams he named were the Saints, the Bears, the Cowboys. The Raiders. The Raiders. For some reason. The Raiders, I think, can be a sleeper team. They've already, I've already, there's already been a couple little rumblings about them uh, trying to flip Derek Carr to a third team, looking for Watson back, or maybe flip Watson to the Texans. The t- since 
uh, I want to say the off season before was this was their first year in in Las in Las Vegas, right? Yes. So I want to say even before the off this off season, like even during their last year in Oakland, I believe there was talk that the Raiders wanted to make a big splash with a superstar player to have when they came to Las Vegas and that bigger, you know, market or whatever you want to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so more and desirable there was a t- market, yeah, I think. More, yeah, we'll say that. It might not be larger population than Oakland, but mm-hmm. um, so there was talk about they were interested in Tom Brady when he was up as a free agent last year, and now there's talk of them, you know, looking to try to maneuver for Watson. Russell Wilson has said he'd be interested in going to the Raiders. I think it might be something to just keep an eye on. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. But, I mean, the Bears, Saints, Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, they're going to franchise tag Dak Prescott again, eventually get a long-term deal done. Um, The Cowboys and the Saints, I don't know what the, the Saints are already paying $40 million to three QBs until Drew Brees retires. Yeah. Um. The Bears, I mean, if you plugged Russell Wilson into the Bears, that'd be very nice with their defense and everything. But I don't know. There's something about that. It's just like the Bears, I'm sorry. Do the Bears deserve it? The Bears deserve it? No. They don't, eh, they don't, they don't really. They don't, the Raiders don't really either, but at least like the Raiders. I can't envision the Raiders being like legitimately good. The Raiders haven't uh, recently passed up on drafting both Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes for a QB <laughs> that they will not be keeping. Yeah. Though Derek Carr, you know, there's a few teams Derek Carr could could lift up to something greater, but Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Yeah. He's fine. He's good. He needs a good team around He's him, good. but when he has that good team, he will not lose you a million games. Yeah. That's about what he is. I mean, the thing is also, well, you know, maybe his offensive linemen will, you know, don't care if he gets sacked because of, you know, how he is as a person. Yeah. And uh, that's the only, that's maybe the only thing with the Derek Carr there. Yeah. It's another show too. That is another show. Yeah. And that's the end of this show. We <laughs> <laughs> got 30 seconds to technically in here. Yeah. But yeah, it's been highly disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop. Along with me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. Got a lot of other shows to do. Yeah. I guess we're going to do them. I guess so. Or not. Nah. <laughs>